0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the great I I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to cross back. I gotta keep resting on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where your spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Hallelujah. But it doesn't mean I don't need to learn more about it, right? You need to learn more and more about what God has made you to be in Christ Jesus. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. We saved you a seat right here in the front so we can keep an eye on you and you don't get rambunctious in the class. (laughs) Come on in, put everything else on pause. It can wait a few minutes and come into here. Give the Lord and His Word and His Spirit your full attention. You'll be glad you did. Father, we thank you because of your graciousness and goodness to us. We call you faithful. You are the faithful faithful, good God. We reach out to you for this day, our daily bread. We reach out to you for answers and direction and help, and we know it's your will for us to lay hold of them. Thank you for helping us to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look, please, in Mark, the seventh chapter, in our great textbook, the Bible, Mark 7 and verse 31. For weeks now, we've been studying this um, Uh, account of the, all the individual accounts of healing in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but now we're on number 11, the healing of the deaf man who had the speech impediment. In verse 31, it said, Jesus, departing from the coasts of Tyre and Zidon, he came to the sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring to him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. Now, we talked about the uh, important role of they. <laughs> they uh, got the man to Jesus. They brought him to Jesus. They besought Jesus to minister to the man. You've got to remember, he's deaf. He can't hear. And he has difficulty speaking. Maybe he can't even speak intelligibly, I don't know, but a a difficulty. And um, they helped their friend to get there, and they besought Jesus for him. Uh, We spent some time last week talking about this. You and I cannot receive healing, deliverance, whatever, for our adult friends, our family. You just can't do it. And now this has been a source of uh, real confusion and disappointment for a lot of people who learned a few principles about faith and the will of God. And they thought, well, it's the will of God for mama to be healed. It's the will of God for uncle to be healed or aunt to be healed. Uh, It's the will of God for my spouse to be healed. Well, yes, but you can't receive healing for them any more than you could receive Jesus for them. You could receive the new birth for them. Doesn't mean you can't help. Right? You can help them get to some things. You can pray uh, and, you know, beseech the Lord for them. Lord, open their eyes, open their ears, give them revelation. Uh, If I'm not the one they'll listen to, send laborers across their path. Mm -hmm. Somebody you know they'll listen to and get it. You can help. And and if you'll do that in faith, the Lord will hear that prayer and he'll answer that prayer and he will get them right to the point where they see it, they hear it, they know it, they understand it, and it'll be their choice. Can you see it? Whether they receive it or... Well, what if they don't? Well, then they won't. Yeah, but I want them to. I know you do and God does too. But he's not going... To make them receive something and you can't. said, so, Well, what do I do? Just give up? No, as long as there's breath, there's hope. You do the same thing, right? You ask the Lord, Lord Do it again. You know, whatever it takes. And, and He'll bring them again to that point of faith, to that point of receiving. But it will always ultimately be, in, fi- in the final step, their choice. Their cho- that's the way God has done it with all of mankind. So uh, they, they did help their friend a lot in getting to Jesus. And so then we see that Jesus took him aside from the multitude. In the next chapter, uh, we saw that with the blind man, we're going to study about him soon, I think. Uh, Jesus took him all the way out of town before He ministered to him, and we camped on that quite a bit. It was because of the environment of unbelief in that region. Even in his own hometown, he couldn't, didn't say he decided not to, could not there do any mighty works. So we see the hindering effect of regional unbelief. We see it. And on the other hand, there is a helping effect of corporate faith, that's why you ought to go to good churches. You ought to get in good services. Hallelujah, where the spirit's moving and things are happening, because it's easier to receive there. It is. It just and the stronger this gets, the easier it is to receive. And um, we talked about that. And if you weren't with us, go back and get that previous lesson. It said that he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears, and spit, and touched his tongue. Now, let's back up to verse 32. What was wrong with the man? He was deaf, and also he had an impediment, the scripture said, in his speech. One translation says he was hardly able to speak. uh, I believe it's Philip said he was unable to speak intelligibly. Uh, Moffat said he stammered. And you'll actually find that same word uh, could be translated "stammering," stammering. So, obviously, he could he could speak a little, but not communicate intelligibly. And, I, and apparently, it wasn't just because he couldn't hear. There also was something else wrong with his tongue, or with the thing that would enable him to speak. So two things were wrong with the man. How many believe that no matter what's wrong with you, the Lord can fix it? Do you believe that or not? Even if you don't know the Latin names for it, the condition, even if the doctors have not yet discovered what's wrong, (laughs) you know it's possible to be healed and never know what was wrong with you. Well, what do you care if you're healed? Right? <laughs> so why I say that? Because you can get too intense about what's wrong and you can just focus, focus, focus on what's wrong. Now you want to be open and say, Lord, whatever I need to see about this, show me, help me. Sometimes some natural things can help. I know when I was a in there, I started to see a young preacher. I hope I'm still not too old preacher, but <laughs> way back when I was a young snapper, <laughs> no, way back uh, in the early days of, of, of speaking, I, I spoke a lot. Uh, still speak quite a bit, but not like I did back then. Man, I I spoke many times a week sometimes, and I got to the point where I was having a lot of trouble with my voice, and I'd lose my voice and just. I had to believe God to get it back to where I could speak. And and this went on for, off and on for a year or two. You know, I'd get a little better and then it... uh, And and when something's like that, chronic, recurring, uh, a lot of times you also need to know what you need to change. Can you see that? Rather than just making confessions about it. And so uh, finally... uh, in the time of prayer, I'm getting a little frustrated with this. I said, "Lord, what, what's going on here?" And it came up in my spirit. Uh, put on a T-shirt and turn off the fan when you go to bed. <laughs> now that sounds simple, doesn't it? That sounds simple, but I didn't like to wear a T-shirt when I went to bed, and I liked to have the fan blowing on me. <laughs> But that wasn't working good for me. <laughs> you know, I did that. And just like that, just within a few days, no more problem. Isn't that something? And so the Lord is smart. He's smarter than you. And all us put together. And He knows things that you didn't catch. And a lot of times it's something that if you'll be honest, you had a little check about, Right? But then you ignored it. And in time you ignore it for months and even years, you don't even remember it anymore. Uh, That's bad. Because that's how you fix it. And you've you've already forgotten it. But thank the Lord, He's merciful. He's very merciful and gracious. And so uh, let's just pray a prayer right now about this. Say it out loud, Father God. God, Anything anything that you have shown me to correct correct. or to change or to to stop or to to start to to fix an issue in my life life. and I didn't pay attention to it. it. Forgive me. me. Remind me again. again. Help me to see how to apply it. it. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 A lot of physical things can be fixed just that simply. Just that simply. Uh, All manner of of issues. I won't go into details, but all manner of things. Tightness of muscles and headaches and stomach problems. And I mean, there's any number of things that can be solved simply with a uh, determined change. You you don't just try it for a little bit. You, You do it. You change it. Uh, To this day, I I wear a (laughs) t-shirt to sleep in and I hadn't been having problems either. Thank you, Lord. So um, he had two things wrong with him. And uh, uh, the scripture said that Jesus, excuse me, they besought him to put his hand on him. They wanted Jesus to touch him. And Jesus did touch him, but not in the conventional way we think about, right? What did it say that he did? Jesus took him aside from the multitude, verse 33. He put his fingers into his ears. Well, he touched him, right? We got to watch about being religious, about how we, we think, you know, Laying on of hands is, you know, the, the center part of the palm on the forehead uh, is several inches distance, you know, proper. <laughs> now, nah. you'll find in Jesus' ministry and in the book of the Acts with the apostles and prophets and evangelists, a, a wide variety of ministry or uh, a, a diversified uh, ways of ministering the similar results and yet it's not the same thing every time not the same thing Somebody said, well how do you know which one to use glad you asked this is important you cannot separate exercising faith from the leading of the Holy Spirit class this is so important I'm going to say it again I'm gonna lead you to say it. Say it out loud after me, you cannot, you cannot separate, separate exercising, faith exercising faith from being led by the Spirit. From being led by the Spirit. Now, now you can do it, but not successfully. You can do it, but it won't work, and you won't get results. This has been a source and cause for a lot of confusion. Uh, and a lot of disappointment. Because people learned a few things about faith principles. And so they endeavored to do it. And it didn't work. And they go, well, there's nothing to that. And no. no you, you left class early. You, you, you left too quick. You didn't get the rest of the story. You didn't get the rest of the series. No. Uh, the servant is not above his master. You can't do things uh, differently than Jesus did them. You, You can't do things on your own more than he could do. Surely everybody knows that. And he said, I can of my own self do nothing. I do what I see the Father do. I say what I hear the Father say. What does that mean? he didn't just take something off the top of his head and say, I'm going to believe this and do this. He didn't just minister to people according to needs or according to uh, opportunities. He is led by the Spirit of God every hour of every day. So much so that he said near the end of his earthly ministry, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What do you mean? I mean, from the time Jesus got up in the morning till the time he laid down at night, everything he's preaching, everything he's teaching, he said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Isn't this amazing? And he said, I can't do anything of myself. Do we believe that or not? I cannot do anything of myself. If that's true concerning Jesus, it's certainly true concerning you and me. And all of us, right? So are we as dependent on hearing from the Father as He was? Yeah. And so that's why you must not just take something off the top of your head and something that somebody else brought up. Yeah, we're going to believe with me on that. Okay. All right. No. There are times where people will ask you to pray and believe with them for something that you should not. Are you all with me, friends? And it's not even that's necessarily a, a bad thing or a wrong thing. But if the Lord didn't quicken you about this, then you don't just jump on it. Y'all with me, friend? Yes. And sometimes people try to get you to agree with them because they're not confident in it theirself. <laughs> and the thing is, they shouldn't be trying to do it themselves, or either they're not ready. They need to feed their faith some more. So... Uh, The Lord actually said to me some years ago, this phrase, He said, Son, if you'll be more selective, you'll be more effective. What do you mean? In what you pray, in what you release faith for, in what you say. Don't be overly quick to say, I'm going to believe for this. In fact, in our circles, we've used that term way too much too loosely. I'm believing for this. I'm believing for that. And I, I've noticed the Lord brought my attention to this a few years ago, and I'm hearing it more and more that when people are saying that, they actually are not believing for that. They're hoping, they're wishing, they're wanting. And so we need to quit using this terminology too loosely. Mm-hmm. Say it out loud if I'll become more selective. I'll become more selective. I'll be more effective. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, Jesus wouldn't just pray anything. He wouldn't just try to do anything and everything. Do you remember, we're going to look at it at some point, the um, five porches uh, around the pool where Jesus came and ministered to the man that was laid by the pool. He went in there. He's not teaching and preaching there. He's not having a service there. He went in there, he found a man, he ministered to him, he had a miracle, and Jesus walked away and left five porches full of sick folks. Why didn't he just raise them all up? The Lord didn't show him that. Can you see that? See, some people have had the idea, well, man, if I get enough, learn about this faith stuff enough, I'll just go and clean out the hospital. Jesus didn't. I said, Jesus didn't, and you won't. Well, why is it God's will or not? It is God's will. Now, there are other times when he preached and people had faith and everybody that came got healed. Is that right? But see, their faith is a factor. But with that man at the pool, Jesus came and ministered to him. His faith wasn't the determining factor. We'll talk about that when we get there. But it gets into this variety of ways of ministry. Hold your place here and go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians 12. The scripture here talks about the gifts are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He started off by saying, chapter 12, verse 1, concerning spiritual gifts. Actually, the word gifts is not there. Concerning spiritual things. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ignorant. He goes on to say in verse 4, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. All of us can have and should have Manifestations of the Spirit, all of us, they're not going to be the same cookie cutter like everybody else or even like we experienced the last 10 years. We always need to be open to the Lord showing us something uh, different or a way of going about it differently. Uh, Why in the world would Jesus take this man and first of all, not just minister to him there? How did he know? I need to get him away from this crowd. Our next chapter, I need to get him out of town. Right? Mm-hmm. Got this guy. How, how do you know that? How would you know that? There's only one way. <laughs> Not two ways. <laughs> Somebody said, well, he did it, so that's what I'm going to do. No, he didn't always do that. Right? He didn't always do that. There's sometimes he said... People said, you know, come and, 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 and minister to my uh, person. And, and he'd say, I'm coming, I'll come. Other times he said, no, unless you see something you won't believe. <laughs> I mean, have we already seen in these 10 cases a diversity yes. of ways of ministry? So uh, we learn principles, but you don't make rules and say, well, I got to do this, this, and this. I say this, I do this, I pull this lever and I push this button and bingo. It's not how it works. It's not a mechanical thing. It's a spiritual thing. And what it requires is a living relationship and a continual fellowship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Right? We're going to have miracles. We're going to see healings and deliverances and manifestations. This is how it works. That every day is a new day. And we got to check in with Him. Somebody say, check in with Him. Didn't the Scripture say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways. Everybody say, all your ways. ways. How many is that? In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Can you see that Jesus' paths were directed? Every day. He went where he was supposed to go. And he preached what he was supposed to preach. And he ministered what he was supposed to minister to who he was supposed to minister to. I mean, it was by the direction of the Spirit. And that's why it was totally 100% effective. Can you see that? 100% successful. And so with us today... We will be that percent effective or not, depending on how much we just do things, you know, randomly, how much we just do things based on our feelings of our flesh, or how much we listen and rely on the Holy Spirit and yield to His promptings. And He'll prompt you, pray this. He'll quicken the scripture to you. Stand on this word. Can you see that? Uh, I mean, he may say something simple to you, like, put on a (laughs) T-shirt, right? (laughs) But whatever it is, uh, he knows. And isn't that what Jesus' mother said at the first miracle, the turning of water into wine, gave us the key to miracles right there. She turned around and said to the folks with him, said, whatever he says to you, do it. And that was right before the first miracle happened. Hallelujah. Because he told them to go fill the water pots with water. And of course, logically, there was no reason to do that. But that would be depending on your own understanding, right? Just don't do that. Trust in him with all your heart. And if he says, do this, don't let it be too simple for you. Just do what he said. Well, how come I should? Quit asking how come and and obey. Just, Just do what he said. There's a lot you don't know. Remember that. Just do what he said. And man, when we pray in the Spirit more and we wait on God more and we commune with Him more and we, we yield to Him and respond to Him more, you'll find yourself over and over. You're at the right place. You're at the, in the right time. You're hearing the right things. You've got the right things to say and do and miracles happen. Amen. He does what He wants to do because He's got somebody to work with. He's got somebody that will cooperate with Him. How many want to be those that the Lord finds easy to work with? The Holy Spirit finds you not difficult. (laughs) Right? Now you're laughing. But you know, uh, more than once the, the ministers would say to the people, you know, you're just like your fathers. You're always resisting the Holy Spirit. I don't want to do that. Right? Don't resist Him. Yield to Him. Respond to Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, Lord, teach me, Lord, teach me, how, me to to how to respond, respond better, better to, your to, your to, to Your Spirit. How to yield to Your Spirit and be easy to work with, to work with. that Your will would be done. Your would be done. Thank, you, Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. So here we see this diversity of gifts and of ministries And of operations. And so, uh, why did Jesus um, put His fingers in the guy's ears? Did He always do that with every deaf person? No, He didn't. No, He didn't. We see cases where He just spoke to them, or whether He just touched them, or they just touched Him. Why that today? Because that's what He saw in His heart. That's right. That's what He, and He just did it. He just did it. And spit. Really, (laughs) spit and touched his tongue. We're going to see that again in the next chapter again. He spit and we see it again where he spit and made clay and put it in a man's eye. We see it some three times at least that I'm thinking of, why would he do that? The Lord pointed this out to me just recently. He said, did you realize there's DNA in spit? Yeah, that's what I said, too. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh. Do you realize God formed man out of the dust or the clay? Can you see that? And so apparently we needed some more material to come together. And God knows how to do it. I know that. I know that. Our time's up for today. But can you see? We need to talk more about this tomorrow. What do you think? Y'all come back.